floating rock, everybody. It's just out here vibing on a Tuesday. What is? What are the days of the week? Like, actually. <laughs> what? Welcome back, Sean. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Welcome what does that mean, Kobe Bryant? Sun Devils show. I'm Anthony Totry. He's Sean DePaul. Yeah, yeah, I am. Shane Dievenbach is not here. Avoiding me, as always. We just keep, we're just trading you guys. Mm -hmm. Last I checked, he was, he decided to go to Disneyland to see if the mouse had taken you. Yeah, no, um. You survived your bout mouse. with the mouse? I did, yeah, no, the mouse is dead and I have killed him. Um, I, yeah, I love Disneyland, I hate the mouse. That's fair. What about all the other characters? Is it just like uh, a mouse thing? No, they're pretty cool. Is, is. As Mickey being like basically the, the figurehead of, of one of the largest uh, or like the largest media corporation in America and one of the largest in the world. Um, is he underrated or overrated? Does Mickey get too much credit or not enough? I feel like, are we talking like all time? Or yeah, talking, just in general. Just like, I feel he, like he's underrated. I feel like all yeah. of Disney does not get enough like notice. Yeah, but on, at the same, on the other hand, when's the last time you watched a Mickey Mouse movie? Like I feel like all That's of these true. other characters have put Mickey on his back, on their back, and carried Mickey to like. Who relevance. is Mickey in terms of athletes wise? Let's play that Michael game Jordan. real quick. Is he? Yeah, but he's not like Jordan. He's not prime Jordan right now. No, he's I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's 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 Michael Jordan. He's gonna always be considered one, one of, if not the greatest. Who's Goofy? And understandably so. Uh, Goofy is, is Dennis Rodman. Mm. Like, oh, you're going all old timey players. Well, my my thing with Mickey is that like, sure, everyone's going to talk about Mickey. Sure, he's got his picture on everything. He's the he's whatever. There's the statue of Mickey when you walk in, but he's not the greatest. Mickey didn't do shit until Minnie showed up. Like Who's Mickey, is Minnie. Uh, Minnie's Pippin. Like oh, I thought you were going to go Phil Jackson. Nah. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. Like no, Phil is is Walt. Walt is Phil. Oh, um, okay, that's fair. You're not that good. You're not as good as people like to say you are. You didn't do shit until you, until you had a supporting cast. Then you were just Steamboat Willie. What about Pluto, the dog? That's just Steve Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love it. Um, let's talk ASU football. We'll go straight from Disney to yes. ASU football. It's more magic. Um, we've talked about all the position groups, it feels like. Mm -hmm. But we've kind of danced our way. We've done the delicate dance around the quarterbacks as they stand right now. But we've only got one more spring practice until the spring game Saturday morning at noon. They had a, a scrimmage this morning, a midweek scrimmage at Sun Devil Stadium. Um, so I know you and I, we've both been to a lot of these practices, mm -hmm. and I just want to get a feel for what you've seen from these quarterbacks. So we'll break them down, starting with Trenton Borgay, a guy who we saw last season um, really step up for Arizona State when they needed him most with the whole Emory Jones situation, whether it be injuries or just getting benched. Um, I think he really stood in there given the, the difficulty of mm. last season with the coaching. And obviously, Kenny named him the starter in the, like, kind of pre-spring when we had interviews. And he's like, yeah. you know, he was here last it year. His job it's, it's his job to lose. From what you've seen, would you say it is still his job to lose? I would say so. And, and not necessarily because of anything he's done, although he has been very good. I just, none of the other quarterbacks have done anything to be like, well, yeah, that guy needs to be starting. Like, no one, I think, has, has really... Blown you away. Yeah, exactly. And um, I, I think, obviously, mainly because he's the most well-known, like, he, Borgay is is the guy I trust the most. Yeah. Um, and and not, not again, not just based off of what the other guys have done, but he, he's been very solid. Like, it, obviously, 
obviously the, the pass catchers have done a lot and they have made these quarterbacks look pretty good so far this spring. Um, but you saw him with less talent and all due respect to the coaches of last year, I would argue in an inferior coaching staff, he produced last year and the opportunity was given um, against the same opponents more or less that he's going to play this year. So yeah. I, I have a lot of faith in him. Should he end up being the starting quarterback? I am not going to have any complaints about that decision. Yeah. I think something that impresses me about Trent, And again, when we get to these scrimmages and we, we get to see them up close field level consistently, right. Versus what fans see on a Saturday in Sun Devil stadium is Trenton Borgay is not a tall quarterback. No. Right. He is one of the smaller quarterbacks on the roster and really all the quarterbacks that Arizona state have, none of them blow you away from a, a size like perspective. Mm-hmm. But something about Trenton is he is significantly shorter than his offensive lineman. So to see some of the throws that he makes, and they're not, again, they're not based off of the fact that he is super crazy athletic, but he is so intelligent that he will throw people open or he will throw to where the receiver in tight end is supposed to be. Now, part of that is the trust factor that he's got with some of these these players like a Jalen Conyers. It helps that he's his roommate, right? You're able to build that that chemistry. Um, But... For him to stand in there, and sometimes you look at last season, the offensive line, and they'd probably tell you, wasn't that great, right? The offensive line this year is still kind of a question mark, at least for me. So you don't necessarily know what protection is going to be like, right? But part of Kenny's system is getting the ball out quick, being consistent, and living to see another down, pretty Mm -hmm. much. And I think when when you break all that down, the best fit for that is a Trenton board game, right? A guy that doesn't turn the ball over, and he's smart enough to understand that it is not a sprint. It these football games in the season really is a marathon. Yeah. And I mean you look again, you look at Oregon's team last year. Like one of the things that made them so valuable, obviously outside of how good of a quarterback he was, is Bo Nix is a very tough guy. Like he he was forced to run. He was whatever. And I think that's something you saw with Borgay last year is obviously not the running, but he was a guy that would stand in there and take hits yeah. if he needed to. And I think that's something, especially considering the quarterback, uh, quarterbacks, but really Jaden Daniels, like what ASU fans have gone through with a quarterback who they were, uh, one of his biggest complaints was that he would, he would opt to run a little too often and not stand in there and, and go through his progressions. I don't feel like that's a problem with Trenton Borgay. And, and like you said, in a system that relies so heavily on getting the ball out fast and making those quick decisions, that is something you can. I, I feel like I have no problem trusting Trenton Borgay with, and not that I have a problem with that with like Drew Pine, for example, and or Rashada. But obviously, Rashada is young, and this is it's going to be a learning curve for him specifically. But um, I just like I had said, you know what you're getting with Trenton Borgay, and I like what you're getting with him. Um, so I, I yeah, there's a lot of reasons why I think he could not just kind of. I'm not saying he's going to be Mo Nix. He's not going to be a Heisman candidate, but I think he can he can be a very good quarterback in this system um, with this coaching staff, with this offensive talent he has. Um, even if the offensive line is not that great, because like again, like we saw and like we know, he's going to have opportunities to make plays fast, and I I trust they'll do that. Yeah, and the, you got to figure the running game too. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, like a lot of these quarterbacks, just they're again. I I hate to to bark on these guys because they're a lot shorter than the prototypical quarterback. But you look at some of the other quarterbacks in the conference, a DJ Uyangalale or a Caleb Williams even. like These are guys that they've got the intangibles Mm -hmm. to go out there um, and make those crazy plays. Not to say that Trenton isn't capable of doing it, but he's not capable, in my mind, of doing that at a consistent rate like you see Caleb Williams do almost every quarter, right? So I think something that's going to benefit Trenton, whether he's a starter or really any of the quarterbacks, 
is the run game. Yeah. Whether that is a Cam Scadabo or a Tevin White or a DeCarlos Brooks, right? Or even a Javen Jacobs that you'll see yeah. in there. And and I mean, like, I, I hesitate to make this comparison for obvious reasons, but I think there's obvious reasons to make the comparison. Look at Stetson Bennett, the mailman. Yeah, the dude true. was a walk-on. And you look at his game, he's not... He is not crazy talented. Like, he is not... He's like physical attributes. He doesn't really have them. He's not a big guy. He's not super athletic. He doesn't have a crazy arm. But but when you have a really good defense, a good run game, really good talent, obviously none of which ASU has to the extent that Georgia has. But still, you solid pieces here and there and really good coaching. Yeah. You can make a quarterback that is not hella talented, specifically in college football, make him look really good. Um, and I, I think... This is a perfect marriage from the coaching staff to who Trenton is to have, again, not to that level, but a similar kind of breakout that you saw with Stetson Bennett. Yeah, absolutely. Mac in the chat. Completely unrelated. Good luck to Willie and the boys tonight at GCU. Yeah. ASU baseball. We talked about it yesterday back in the top 25. They've got GCU tonight. We'll get to that at the end of the show. Uh, But getting back to the quarterbacks, I want to move on now to Drew Pine. Um, a guy who I think the expectation was for him to be the favorite going into probably fall camp, given the fact that he was a Notre Dame transfer. Um, we've seen him play in high-level games mm-hmm. or super competitive games. Um, for for what it's worth, this spring, him and Trenton are very similar athletes. Um, neither one of them is, again, going to blow you away in terms of arm talent. But they're both very smart quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They're both guys that are are their game really relies on picking you apart yeah. time and time again. It's like death by a thousand cuts. And again, that works in Kenny's system because like I talked with Shane while you were gone last week, it's they are this offense is built to okay, we're gonna beat you fast, fast, yeah. fast, fast. And then right when you start to play up, expecting that fast play or whatever to to kind of break up the pace, they're gonna hit you deep or they'll hit you with something that you're not expecting. And I think that kind of fits both of these guys. Now, something that I think it's taking Drew a little bit more time than maybe expected is the fact that he is so used to playing behind a top five <laughs> offensive line yes. every single year. And again, this is not, not to say not to say that Arizona State's offensive line is, is going to be bad. It's just kind of an unknown. But I mean, it's like we're talking about the, the, again, like the Georgia LSU secondary. Exactly. Like, they're Dame, on a different level. Yes. Notre Dame is built in the trenches. That's what they do. Yeah. Um, so in terms of Drew Pine and what he was able to accomplish, accomplish last year, like he's got a little bit more time or had a little bit more time in the past to go through his reads, to go through his progressions, and then find the open guy mm-hmm. or then settle and make a play with his legs. Here it is, okay, you've got to move a little bit quicker. Yeah. Right? Not only... Do you not have a a Joe Moore Horde type of offensive line in front of you? But you also the system is different, right? Yeah. Marcus is free. Marcus Freeman and Tommy Reese. Their whole system last year was built on the fact that they were going to run it down your throats because that's what they were capable of doing, and then they'd rely on their defense. Very old school style of play for Arizona State. That's not really the case, right? It's yes, they're going to run the football. They've got the play action, but they've got quick plays. Like they scheme people open. For Drew, I feel like it is taking him a little bit yeah. longer than expected to just get accustomed to not having that offensive line. Yeah. Now I don't know I don't know how long him and the coaching staff are gonna wait to yeah. get to that point, really. That, that, I mean, yeah, that, that's fair. And I, I think another thing that Bourget has in his advantage is he's been playing behind probably worse offensive lines 
in his time at ASU, and obviously that's not the case for Drew Pine. And I mean, one thing that I think that Drew definitely has over Borgay is his athleticism, and and, and he's maybe, quick, man. He, he he is quick, and he he's willing to get out of the pocket if he needs to. My concern, giving back to the Jaden Daniels thing, is now that he is going to have less time to make these decisions. What is his ability to make the correct decision going to look like? Is he yeah. going to be able to to make those plays? Um, and that, that's the big question mark. Obviously, you love to have a guy who has played around the excellence that he has. But like we're saying, it, it can go one of two ways. You either can bring that with you or you could struggle to play with what is, by and large, lesser talent. Yeah. Um, at least on the offensive line. Um, so it is a big question. It is definitely a big question. But I do like kind of that that athleticism that he brings and i mean they they talk about it with kyle he's a small guy he's listed at six foot i don't know if he's six foot um drew drew yeah he's more five ten yeah, he's not, <laughs> yeah. He's not i don't think he's six foot when you have a guy that's that athletic he can get lost behind the offensive line um and so to see if they can and obviously very a lot smaller than bo nix but bo nix was a very effective running quarterback last year with oregon you have that kind of athletic ability with Drew Pine. It'd be interesting to see if, if they could utilize that should he get the opportunity to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, and I think what you see... It, Kenny had talked about it early on, right? Like, I I don't think you're going to expect to keep all of these quarterbacks after spring ball. No, yeah. Right? Obviously, it's in Arizona State's benefit to eventually name a starter sooner rather than later. But the thing for, for ASU in terms of the quarterbacks that they have, right? A Trenton Borgay... A, a Drew Pine, a Jacob Conover, right? And you see it at the NFL level, right? Is a lot of the backup quarterbacks mirror the the same capabilities that the starters mm-hmm. have. I look back at like what Seattle did for so long where they had Russell Wilson and they had a guy like a Travaris Jackson or yeah. they had a Geno Smith. Baltimore has figured this out perfectly. Exactly, behind, right? Lamar, Lamar Jackson they've and Tyler had, Huntley. Yeah, they've had... You've got players that are similar, in style and they can fit the offense. And I think that's what you have in a Trenton Bourget and a Drew Pine, regardless of who ends up being your starter, right? Yeah. Is you've got a very capable backup and whoever it is that mirrors the talent of the starter yeah. who who mirrors the intangibles of the starter. Yeah, and I, I think that was a problem that you ran into last year is you had two quarterbacks that were, were, were very different. And it seemed like the system they had was a little more built for the backup. Mm-hmm. And then the backup ended up being successful when they go in. I think, yeah, that is obviously you can't necessarily expect to have all of these guys, specifically a guy, a guy we've like got five. Pine. We've yeah. got we've we've seen five quarterbacks yeah. this spring pretty consistently in Borgay. Pine, Conover, Rashada, and Meredith. Yeah, and specifically with that that Pine, Borgay comparison, like it is, there is certainly a lot of value in having a guy that can kind of just pick up where you left off, and you don't really have to change your system or anything if your starting guy goes down. Um, and obviously, I, I think Rashada is really the odd man out here in terms of what he's capable of doing. Um, he's a little different different build obviously and i think has a little more arm talent but obviously it's a lot more raw than the other two guys but i'll be honest i think he's got a lot more arm talent yeah i know I <laughs> he, he does have a lot he's, he's very similar to Jaden rashada in a lot of ways he's a spectacular Jaden daniels Jaden daniels excuse Jane. me yeah um obviously similar builds spectacular arm talent has the ability to move if he needs to but i think makes better decisions at least based on his high school tape made better decisions than Jaden daniels did mm-hmm. here at asu um but um yeah, no, getting back to what you're saying, I do think having a guy it would be it would be dope if you were able to keep all of these quarterbacks. Obviously, that's not really the situation you we we are in anymore in college football. But if it somehow happens, you are in a very good position even if you do lose your start. Yeah, I don't think it ever hurts to have an extra quarterback on the roster that is capable. Obviously, you look yeah. in 
you know, whether it be spring ball or fall camp, whatever, like the whole iron sharpens iron thing, like that, that is certainly true, regardless of talent, like just having competition there every single day, every single practice, pushing each other to be better because you want to be the starter, right? Like take that in any work environment. Yeah. If there is three people fighting for one position mm-hmm. and the boss is like, I'm going to give this to the best person possible then like you're going to be competing your ass up every single day to get that that one spot yeah. right and even if you don't have that spot like eventually your your goal in mind is to get to that point to always be grinding to get to that point so yes keeping all of those guys i think i don't want to call it a pipe dream but y- you it's never know the, it's i mean it's unlikely in today's college football landscape yeah but I would say I, my my final arguing point on that would be if there was a university to keep multiple quarterbacks or really any position group, like people want to come play for Kenny. Yeah. People want to come play for this coaching staff right now. People love the fact that you are in the state of Arizona, a beautiful place, like nine months out of the year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like this is a place regardless, even if you're the backup quarterback. Like you've seen Blue Mountain State, like <laughs> it's the perfect life. It's the best job in all of sports. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. the backup quarterback on a college roster, specifically at Arizona State. Yeah. So you never know what's going to happen. Before we move on to Jaden Rashada and the other quarterbacks on the roster, give me and I know you are the world's biggest fan of player comps. Um, so why don't you give me a player comp at the NFL level for a, Dre- a Trenton Bourget and a Drew Pine? I mean, I feel like we talked about this a little bit. Obviously, this is. Um, ridiculous but i mean drew Brees, like especially with drew pine i feel like he's a small guy um but i don't i don't know i just feel like the guys that are not gonna like wow you with any particular part of their game so kirk cousins yeah but kirk is like it's bigger like that's why i also hesitated to say like because like joe burrow's the same way no part of his game is gonna blow you out of the water but it's like you look at it all in composite and it's like that's a a pretty solid quarterback, which is why I think Drew Brees fits because particularly their size. Um, I don't know though. Why, I'm gonna go. Him? Yeah, I'm gonna go Kirk for Trenton. Okay. I think again, taking away the whole size argument, he's a quarterback that is. You you look at the way the Vikings ran their offense. It is a unit that again is death by a million cuts. Like mm-hmm. this is what they do. They're gonna run it with Dalvin Cook, and then guess what? They've got Jay Jettas out there. He's gonna have twelve catches a game for a buck eighty. Guess what? ASU. They've got Elijah Badger. They got Jalen Conyers. They got some weapons themselves that you're gonna see probably put up some pretty ridiculous numbers. And Kirk Cousins, to your point, he's not gonna wow you with his arm talent. He is not going to be the guy that you see on Sports Center the next morning because he made a crazy throw. But guess what? The Minnesota Vikings, fraudulent or not were in the playoffs, they won their division because they got the job done when it mattered most. I think Trenton Borgay fits that build a Derek lot. Carr. That's exactly where I was going for Drew, Drew Pine. Pine. Yeah. Exactly where I was going with Drew Pine. I think Derek Carr is a talented quarterback. I think he's good. I think he was scapegoated by the Las Vegas Raiders. Absolutely. And I think there are things that you are seeing. The Las Vegas Raiders offensive line was not very it wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Right. Now again, I don't want to put all of the blame or all of the the time that it is taking it feels like for drew to get to that point on the offensive line because that's not fair and that's not necessarily true by any means but drew pine similar to Derek carr i think has the capability of being a really really good quarterback it's just finding that right fit yeah and i don't know if that fit is here or if it could be and we just 
it's going to take a little bit longer than maybe people expected, right? Because yeah. it has it, it's only been three weeks. Yeah, on the field, I, I think it's it's kind of quarterback where they're they're very talented. It's just they're not talented enough. It's it's similar to Kirk Cousins too, where they're not talented enough where they're going to make a team really good yeah like you got to put them on a good roster and they can give you with a good roster a good chance to be a very good team um notre dame yeah yeah i think of like a guy like mark sanchez who was like that team went to two straight afc championships was it because of mark sanchez nah but he obviously wasn't bad to the point where they couldn't get there like and i think that's all you're gonna ask from guys like this when you're not getting you're not getting the caleb williams out of these guys like you're not getting a a a game breaker um you just need them to, to to Stay the ship. And I want to reiterate, like we talk about these guys separating them, whatever you'll see as fall camp goes or even in the spring game. I am personally comfortable with either one of these guys yeah. starting at quarterback. Um, I know we're, we're getting into it and, you know, not necessarily picking them apart, but just describing their game or what we've seen. Again, Drew Pine and Trenton Borgay are, are serviceable quarterbacks yeah. at this level for Arizona State. Um, before we get into the Jaden Rashadas, the Jacob Conover, want to tell you guys about BetMGM. If you didn't know, NBA playoffs start this week. We got some playing games tonight. The right place to bet on them, guys, is BetMGM. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX and you guys are going to get up to $200 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Super simple. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code PHNX. Sean, you with me? Mm-hmm. Signing up Follow using bonus over. code PHNX. Okay. Then what? You're going to place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least 10 bucks on any market at standard odds price. Then guess what? Mm. You're going to receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. Do they have to win? Regardless of the outcome of your win. So you mean I could put, you know, I was talking to you a little earlier. I think the, I think the, the 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 Timberwolves could shock some people tonight they could, if they things could. go their way. So you're telling me I could I, I don't it's not really taking much of a risk. I can put my ten dollars on Timberwolves to win. If they win, I get that money. Even if they don't, you get the money. I'm getting money. Absolutely, I like that. That's I like how that. it works, guys. Just make sure you use that bonus code PHNX when you sign up. Plus, join us at the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium for all of the Suns away playoff games. Our PHNX Suns watch parties. Presented by Neutral will feature food and drink specials, PHNX giveaways, and bet MGM deposit matches. Join us over there. It's going to be an absolute blast. And I know Shane is not here, but he's always here. Here's Shane's voice. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Mm. It's gonna be a blast out there. It's gonna be a blast. Um, you know what else is gonna be a blast? Hmm. And we actually we did it last year, and I can confirm. You know, sometimes we have these events, and we're like, "Oh, it's gonna be fun," and it's like, "Yeah, they're gonna be fun because we're gonna be there." But we've never done them before. We've been to Bud Spalooza. It's fun. It is a blast. First off, you're showing up, and they're just handing out free weed. I don't even know you could do that. And you go around, and they're like, "Oh, you gotta spin this wheel. Here's a free pre roll." You walk out, and you got like. Two weeks worth of free weed at Bud's Palooza. That's a pretty crazy world we live in. It is a really crazy <laughs> world we live in, especially when you consider five years ago, my father was getting thrown in prison for the yeah, same shit. True. Anyways, um, Bud's Palooza is a vibe. It They've is. got 
like I said, free weed. There's great food there. They got a bunch of food trucks. They've got stand up comedy. They've got live music. Last year, we posted up that right next to us. They were just showing movies, like classic oh, yeah. stoner movies. Um, so whether or not you smoke weed, it's going to be a vibe there. Um, and on top of that, of course, we will be there. Um, and come vibe. you can come vibe. You can see us. We'll be doing a show. And we've got a new shirt for y'all. We do. Well, our, our, our exclusive PHNX OGs collab. The vibes are immaculate. They're always immaculate, and they'll be immaculate at Bud's Blues. So pull through on April 14th. Um, we'll be there, like I said, and we'll, you can get yourself a, 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 one of these T-shirts. It's, it's dope. Um, and like I said, we'll be doing our show. Yep. So check out Bud's Palooza at budspalooza.com. That's budsapalooza.com. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm Don't looking forward to it. We, I cannot promise. I cannot uh, guarantee what state of mind we'll be in, but we'll be there physically. Yeah. Um, OG sends me, dude. Yeah. It's it's gotten to the point where it is like I have to prepare because like my mind just gets hit by a truck. Mm-hmm. Like I will take one and I'll sit there and I'm gonna play video games for an hour and I'll play. I'll be like 45 minutes into the game and then it'll hit me and I'll even go over the mic. I'll be like, guys. Don't count on me here for these last couple <laughs> couple rounds because I'm not gonna be here. Like yeah. I'll end up like losing the game or something. I'll just laugh my ass off. Yeah, yeah. My biggest thing is that I um. Well, I mean that's not really related to what you were just saying, but I <laughs> I, I was in California and obviously OGs are Arizona scratching gummies. Couldn't get the, the OGs out there. I forgot to stock up on my. Well, I didn't forget. I just it's technically a felony to take weed across state lines, so I didn't do it. <laughs> wink wink um but i was i was not taking the ogs while i was in california and i was waking up every day just mm, feeling like all kinds of groggy yeah stuff like that ogs don't do that to you they're so it's and the best part about ogs is like it's all you'll just be you'll be vibing you'll just be having a it's day a and then all of a sudden you'll look up and you'll be like oh the walls are moving not really they don't make you hallucinate or anything but it's they they they, they sneak well, up we're gonna you, we're right? gonna take ogs we're gonna do buds of palooza and then we're gonna go see mario Yes, I cannot wait be, to see this Mario movie. It's gonna be a blast. Uh, let's get back yeah. to the, the, <laughs> the quarterbacks. It's me, Jaden Rashad. Jaden Rashad doesn't sound like that. Just so everybody's aware, he's not um, an Italian plumber. Not to my knowledge. Maybe that's his alter ego uh, with Mario. Um, Jaden has been a very interesting player to yeah. watch because week one it was deer in headlights. Yeah, it was the sure. it was a freshman starting like high school for the very first time i'm not even gonna say college but like high school for the very very first time where everybody's bigger and older and knows more than you and you're just kind of like uh how do i get to class where are my classes at type of thing that was the vibe that i got from Jaden. well and and you also have to remember like he got here early (laughs) yeah his his best friend from from elementary school is getting ready for finals like like he's still in school so it is definitely a massive adjustment yeah but he has taken that i feel like every single week he has gotten better and better um as the practices have gone on as the system has developed a little bit more as his skill players around him have gotten more uh, acquainted with the system um, or accustomed to it yeah like and he's talented, dude. He's, you know, he's as good from a talent perspective as advertised. Yeah, and I, I think you know, there's always uh, an adjustment of 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 expectations that happens when you go from getting a guy who was a five star, and like I think a lot of people are like, "Well, that's a guy." 
We got our, our we got our quarterback yeah. for the next however many years. Like we figured it out. I'm like, a he was downgraded from a five star for a four star for a reason. Like he is not he's he's not Caleb Williams. A and B. Regardless, there's a, there's an adjustment that happens there. Um, and I, I but yeah, even from day one, you you could tell there was a certain amount. Of, there was a snap that was coming off the ball when he was throwing it. He obviously has incredible arm talent. It was the question was going to be that adjustment. And I think the nice thing is you look at this this quarterback room and we talked about the competition and there definitely is competition but there is also like everyone is trying to make everyone better and you saw that from day one yeah where he, like the quarterbacks whether it's with Rashada or with pine and i think you've seen it a number of occasions with Rashada and pine specifically being the two new guys here like coaching each other up and i feel like Rashada is definitely put in a position to succeed and I would not like if he ends up being the starter. I think it's because something has gone wrong, which is nothing to say to him. It's just that there's obviously an advantage, a head start that Pine and Rashad or Pine and Borgay have had. Um, but I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm starting at quarterback. Like he's <laughs> there's clear talent there, and I think you give him some time, and you obviously it's just spring. You give him fall ball. I, I, He's going to be a, a very good quarterback. Yeah. A Mac with a funny comment in the chat. Got him, officer. He's right here. I yeah. did not take weed across state lines. <laughs> there we go. Uh, just thank you for clarifying. <laughs> we, had to, we had to clarify for everybody yesterday to not sniff gas. So glad we did. <laughs> yeah. Do we not get sniff gas. <laughs> um, it does smell really good, though. To no your sniffing. point about Jaden potentially starting saying you know if he is starting something at this point would have gone very yeah. wrong now i would have said that probably two weeks ago but he has looked so good over the last couple of mm -hmm. weeks and specifically the last two scrimmages something that really sticks out to me is not today's scrimmage um but i want to say a couple saturdays ago is he was in there getting reps and he was i want to say he was rolling right and he just threw the threw the ball away nobody was open he went through his progressions threw it away now from a basic football perspective, you see a quarterback throw the ball away. There is not a whole lot to talk about, right? He threw the yeah. ball away. You move on. Yeah. But it's just that. It's the fact that he was able to see that nothing was open. There is something to be said about not forcing a pass when it well, is second and 10, yeah, first and 10. And Kenny talks about it. Like, he doesn't want his quarterback to turn the ball over. That's why Bo Nix was so successful at yeah. Oregon is he knew when it was time to try and make a play, yeah. and he knew when it was to just live to see another Yeah, down. and that's what we've talked about on a couple of occasions, or at least I have, is is it's uh, the comparisons between him and Jaden Rashada are obvious for a lot of reasons. But, or between J him and Jaden Daniels are obvious for a lot of, I hate that both their names are Jaden, <laughs> um, are obvious for a lot of reasons. But the big difference to me, and again, it was only high school tape, is you saw it, he made good decisions where if Jaden Rashad Jesus Jaden Daniels had been in that situation he's scrambling yeah and and some a lot of times it worked sometimes it didn't and but that doesn't change the fact that it was probably the wrong decision to make um and you like seeing with a guy this young especially a guy who's in a quarterback competition is probably having to compete for a position for the first time in his life it's natural to want to make things happen and for him to make the good decisions here when sometimes the decision is to make nothing happen is really reassuring um, because there's a lot of guys that age who I was just looking at. I just saw something about Tate Martell. Remember him? He was a five-star recruit, going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He didn't. He wasn't able to make that adjustment. Um, there's, and there's plenty of guys you, you could say that for. Not necessarily. The, the, I, I feel like you're seeing so far what you could expect from a kid this young. You're seeing him make those adjustments, and that's really reassuring. Yeah, and we've seen the adjustments only in, again, the three-week period. Yes, exactly. Like, imagine limited. what you are going to see from him 
with work in the summer. And he's again, put in. he's had no time to really get like to physically get bigger or grow. Like he hasn't had a whole a whole summer in the weight room yet. So and that is a huge part of it too. Is you get him a little stronger, you add that on top of the arm talent that and the decision making. Yeah, that that ball flies a little further, man. It's got a little. And you've got the playmakers, man. Yeah, you've you got do. playmakers. You do. I would not rule out seeing Jaden Rashada play this season. Um, I wouldn't rule him out starting. Now, again, if you would have told me that I would have been at that point after the very first practice, the first two practices, I would have been exactly where you're at yeah. or where you were like, yeah, there's probably a problem with the other two. At yeah. this point, again, like obviously there's still a lot to learn from a Jaden Rashada. Um, and I think there's like he is just barely scratching the surface yeah. of how good and talented he can be. Yeah. Um, but to see this level of growth in a I'm not even gonna call it year one because technically yes, year one I didn't even start minus point five like, with a new coaching staff a new offense like it, it's definitely exciting and it's definitely promising um Jose in the chat can we say a slight hesitation in timing calculated risk um yeah and I, I will say with with Jaden is that he obviously brings you something different I, I my my biggest thing with with him is I would just like him like there's no reason to rush him there was no reason. This isn't the NFL. Like there but was, see, there, there, I mean, there is, be. there is, yeah. There is plenty of reason to rush him, obviously. <laughs> but I'm just saying, from like a, a, a with because him staying here, no player staying is ever a guarantee. So yeah. uh, the, the, I don't think there is is there's obviously a risk in not playing him. But I think whatever risk you're taking is well worth the, the, the potential reward of him sitting a year. And the quarterback you could get from him next year or the year after that, I think it'd be a very good one uh, as opposed to rushing him in there and potentially hurting his confidence behind what is a, 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 a still an offensive line that still has a lot of questions. Um, we don't know how good or bad they're going to be, but there's still a lot of questions. Um, so uh, I, I, I'm i not going to... Yeah, I, I should probably walk back what I said earlier. I'm not going to be concerned if... like I don't, Necessarily not everything, something, everything's going wrong if he's starting, but I just it's not the situation that I'm choosing. Yes. Like, I don't think it's the ideal one. Yeah, Jose, great effort in practice from the boys, not one particular. Um, yeah, just as a unit, I think the position group yeah, has, has sure. been really, really interesting. Um, and I think going to the quarterback competition last year, if you want to call it a quarterback competition, like kind of zooming out looking now, like it is a much more fierce competition this year than it was yeah. last year between Emory Jones, Paul Tyson, and Trent Borgay. Moving on from Rashada to Jacob Conover, um, a, again, a local guy, he got engaged. Like I, I feel like out of all the quarterbacks, he to this point is still the great unknown yeah, for me. Exactly. Like exactly I don't know exactly. And and what you brought up earlier, right? In terms of there hasn't been a quarterback on the roster that I've seen throughout practice that has made a Caleb Williams type of play to where I'm like, holy shit, it is over. Give him the keys and let him go. Yeah. Like I just haven't seen that. Yeah. Right. And then from a Jacob Conover perspective. I don't want to say he's been jumped by Ben Meredith, but I feel like I've I've like literally just out there watching. It feels like I've seen more reps from Ben Meredith than I have Jacob Conover. Again, I don't know if that's like I don't, I don't know if that's like accurate, but like yeah, yeah. It just in terms of more. seeing it, like that's just what I've noticed. Yeah. In terms of Jacob Conover, his game is very similar to a Drew Pine. It's very similar to a Trenton Bourget, um, which is why it's been interesting for me to to see all of these guys get reps right because it's like okay i see what you have with a Jaden rashada i see what you have with a drew pine i see what you have with a trent borgay and i'm looking at jacob conover and i'm like okay all of these guys bring something different to the table mm -hmm. 
I'm I'm still waiting to see the X factor from a Jacob Conover. Yeah. Right? Because this is a guy that he's got a ton of eligibility left. Yeah. So like there is a lot of potential in what he could be for you long term. You bring up Stenson Bennett in terms of an older quarterback that was able to succeed at a very, very high level. There's nothing stopping Jacob Conover from being a quarterback that, again, is not a Caleb Williams. I think they would be the first to tell you that they're not a Caleb Williams, right? But a quarterback that can be successful in the right system, given the right coaching staff and the right talent around him, and he's older, right? Being an older quarterback, it has what it, like, you know, it's issues from a a social media perspective or from, like, an outside view. But, like, internally from a mental standpoint, just given the fact that you are older and you've been around the game longer, odds are you are going to know more. You're going to be more experienced when it comes to some of these things. Now, he doesn't have the game experience of a Drew Pine or a Trenton Bourget, but, like, I, I'm still like he's still such a mystery to me. He is a massive mystery, and I, I was just looking at his bio on BYU's page. I had completely forgotten that he was like he was coached by Sean Aguada. Yeah, so there's like a, a little bit of a, a relationship. And I mean, in terms of what he offers, like he was a dual threat guy. I, I didn't know this either, but he ran track in high school. Um, so there's athletic ability. But yeah, I agree. He's he is to me the biggest unknown. And again, like. Which is crazy that he's still on, like, yeah. he's still a great unknown, and we're almost to the spring game. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, like like you said, he's he's still really young. Like, he hasn't really played college football yet. Yeah. Um, and so, I, I mean, obviously, he's not going to have the hype that Jaden Rashada had, which is why I think he is considered a little bit more of an unknown than Rashada is. But, um, again, now we're, we're talking about at worse slash at best the fourth quarterback on the roster like maybe the fifth quarterback on the roster depending on how you look at meredith like that's a pretty good situation to be in and again he's a local kid so you talk about uh, i talk about the potential of losing drew pine you have to i don't think you lose hope that gone over right is is a little bit a little bit less of a flight risk yeah um (laughs) and so there there's there's to have a guy like that i mean look at look at at Trenton Borgay, like there, it's a guy who this is a guy obviously has a scholarship. Borgay, Borgay didn't, but like a guy who stayed here for a few years, had an opportunity, and his commitment to the program ended up being a huge asset for him because yeah. of the experience he ended up having with the system. Obviously, Jacob, that's not a situation that Jacob Conover wants to be in, right? He wants to be the starter day one, he wants to play every game, but. If this is a guy who's committed to this program, I think it'd end up having a very similar role to Trenton Bourget if he doesn't end up getting that playing experience. Um, and it's just, it's I, I think it's something that it, a program can benefit from. It, it provides a lot of value to a uh, program. And um, it also just seems to be like a good dude, right? Like yeah. the part of why he's so old is because he served his mission in Paraguay. And like, He's obviously married. So like there's a, a maturity that comes with it despite being having so much eligibility that... The, despite having so much eligibility left, there's a certain amount of maturity that you could at least assume that he has. Um, and so there, there's a lot of value that I think he provide, even if he doesn't get a whole lot of playing time. Yeah, absolutely. The last quarterback that I want to talk about, um, Ben Meredith. Yes. A guy at the start of the spring. I don't who? think any... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was who? You want to talk about a giant question mark? Yeah. Everyone's like, okay, we've got the four quarterbacks competing. You've got Andrew Pine, a Jaden Rashada, a Trenton Borgay and a Jacob Conover. And then you roll out there the first couple practices uh, of spring ball, and you see Ben Meredith, yeah. who, from simply a build yeah, perspective, yeah. That, that's the biggest thing with him. He is built like a quarterback. He is the tallest of the five six that we've three, talked about, six, whatever. Three, and he is just yeah. 
he he looks he like is, a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way. To <laughs> he put looks it. like a quarterback. Yeah. Like uh, he's what you'd want to see, like from a just a build perspective. See yeah. Jaden look like after a, a summer or two in the gym. Exactly. So, right. so Jaden Rashad is listed at 6'4", 185. Meredith is listed at 6'3", 195. Right? So he has kind of like a little bit more of, of the girth that you're looking for from a quarterback that you, you kind of get in a pine in a yeah. Bourget. But he has that 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 height, that like the actual ability to see over the offensive line that you get in a Jaden Rashada. Um, and I mean, we've heard that these, like there's players on the team who have been impressed by what he's done. And so like it, it, to... Obviously, is he really competing for that starting job? Probably not. But again, neither was Trenton Bourget. Bourget was the third string yeah. in a lot of. I mean, obviously, he was not never the third string, but in a lot of ways, like he was, he was that third guy out going into the into to fall camp last year, or at least spring ball last year. Um, and so, again, talking about a guy who has a lot of eligibility and has the opportunity to. to at the very least, fill a role like Bourget has filled the last yeah. few years. If he does decide to stay here, the difference between him is he's from Alabama, so it's not necessarily the the intrinsic tie to ASU like there is, uh, or to to the area at least like there is with a guy like Conover. But um, I I just love having a guy that can give you something different in terms of being a six three one ninety five guy, a guy that is just at least physically speaking your stereotypical quarterback. Um, Again, having that kind of that versatility in the quarterback room, I think, is valuable. Yeah. I mean, while we're talking versatility, guys, I want to tell you about the versatility that Burrito Express mm. brings on the daily. I miss that. They've literally got something for everybody at all of their locations across the valley. We tell you about it every single day, and it's because we believe in Burrito Express. The food that they have is next level, and the service is, I mean, it's unmatched, mm -hmm. guys. And... If you're big on supporting Arizona State athletes, they've got some NIL athletes in Elijah Badger and Jazz Hill. So anytime you go get a breakfast burrito or a burrito for lunch from Burrito Express, you're technically supporting Arizona State athletes as well. So go check them out and give them a follow on social at Burrito EXP. Mm. Sean, did you know mm. that the Arizona Cardinals... They Are they suck. good? Oh, no. Yeah, no, they're, they're awful. Yeah, they're not really yeah. good. Um, but, you know, you get rewarded for not being very good by having a high pick in the this draft. This is true. This is very true. Because um, I will get a new player, or if you do what they did last year, you trade it away for, like, a mid player. It's looking like they um, might trade. They might trade back, but trade back, draft at three, whatever they decide to do. Maybe fold the entire franchise. Mm. Uh, maybe the NFL gets canceled. Uh, who knows what happens? But it, it, let's be together when it does. And not, you know, you could be anywhere. But why would you be anywhere other than Four Peaks? It's the best spot. Um, it's the best spot for just like lunch or dinner or beer, but it's definitely the best spot for a draft. Um, and we'll be there. Like I said, April 27th for the NFL draft. Um, Four Peaks, 8th Street Pub. J Bo, Johnny, or as Leah calls them, Joe and Bonnie. Um, Joe and Bonnie. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> that was a stumble this morning, but it turned into something great. Yeah, Joe and Bonnie, baby. Ego. It's, it's their, their alter, it's ego. Their alter ego. They get a, a few four peaks in them, and they turn into Joe yeah. and Bonnie. It's um, electric. Yeah, and they'll have an opportunity to get some some four peaks in them because they have we got some deals. Um $3 Redberg Lager Pints, and you're like, if I'm going to be having a few, get yourself a pitcher. Five bucks for a pitcher of Redbird Lager. Um, one buck for every one star that you should leave when you leave a review on the show, by the way. Um, but And our usual PHNX specials, $3 Kilt Lifter, $3 Wow. Um, we're there. To, we're going to have some fun. We're there to get you some 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 delicious Four Peaks and just and the vibe. Just vibe. So pull through. April 27th, eight, Four Peaks, 8th Street Pub. Um 
but as always you must be 21 years or older to enjoy four peaks but you don't got to be 21 or older to be at the bar True. be at the four three four peaks eighth street pub um so pull through man woman child alien alien yeah. animal All service animal very yeah, i think you could just bring like a random dog in there but if it's a service animal pull through Let's go ahead, and I know we gave comps to Bourget and Pine. Mm-hmm. So for the three that we just talked about, starting with Jaden Rashada, do you have a player comp for him? Jaden Daniels. Um, Is that I mean, I got one for you. Physically speaking, Jaden Daniels for sure. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like I can visualize somebody that I'm thinking of. You know who he is? Who? He's Geno Smith. Okay, I was thinking. Well, I was gonna say Jameis Winston, just because he's got he's clearly got arm talent. The question is just like, obviously differently than Jameis, but like I don't want to say mentally, but like is he going to is the slow game going to slow down for him? Because yeah. it doesn't seem like it ever really did for Jameis, which is why he throws so many goddamn interceptions. Um, but he clearly has talent. It's just a matter of can he can the rest of it catch up? Yeah. Um, but Geno. Yeah, I'm gonna go Geno. The arm talent is there. Um, I do think Jaden has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, similar to Gino, mm. just because of everything that happened with the, the NIL stuff and him coming, even to Arizona State, you know, not anybody really talking about him being the starter, right? And mm. I, I think he tweeted something along the lines of he's not trying to prove anything to anybody, he's just trying to get better, right? Yeah. Um, it's just the vibe that he gives me is very like I like the fact that you you doubt me, yeah. right? Or that you don't think that I can be as good as people think i can be right i think you get that from him and i think he is going to at some point be the guy for arizona state and people are going to be like damn i see why he was a five star i see why he was a four star i see why people were trying to pay him all this money um so i'll give him gino looking at a guy like a jacob conover where i have no idea what you're going to get from him um i he he's the one that really i i don't know but if i had to give one I'm going to go Gardner Minshew. Oh. Um, I think he has got that level of athleticism, right, to where he is not going to – he's not a Lamar Jackson, right, where you know he can beat you with his legs. Yeah. He is not a Josh Allen where you know he's going to beat you with his athleticism or a Herbert that's going to beat you with his arm. But guess what? He's got, like, little pieces of all of these games. It's Joe Burrow. And, and obviously not Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow. He's Gardner Minshew. I mean, I lo- I do love that comparison. That's a much better one than Joe Burrow. But I mean, it's again, it's the kind of quarterback where it's like you look at. I mean, Tom Brady's the same way. You look at him, it's like, why is he even good? <laughs> you can't deny that he's good. And obviously, when it's all said and done, he's, he's clearly good. But like, it's like, what is he? He's not faster than the other quarterbacks. He's but not he's fast. stronger. Yeah, uh, Tom Brady is bad. But like, yeah, Joe Burrow is like, and and Gardner Minshew. He's not faster, but he. He can surprise you. Yeah. He's not throwing the ball 80 yards, but he'll, he, you give him an opportunity, he'll beat you with his arm. He's making, he's not making mistakes. It's just like, all of a sudden he's, yeah. Yeah. I like That's that. That's how I'm going to go. Um, my final comp, we got Ben Meredith. Now, some people might hear this and they're going to be disgusted, but I, I, give me Davis Mills. Um, <laughs> and I, I am a believer in Davis Mills. Yeah. Okay. I like Davis Mills despite his long ass giraffe neck. <laughs> um, I mean, in terms of just build, right, he's, Ben Meredith is the tallest quarterback or one of the taller quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. We already talked about that. Um, I like the arm talent there. In terms of where I see the real comparison is it's guys that have talent. They've got size. They can be starting quarterbacks, 
but they're just it's you're waiting for it all to come together yeah. and i think that's for me what's really missing for ben meredith at least as it stands right now is i think i'm still waiting for it all to just kind of combine into this one quarterback and then him who is very capable i think of being a starter whether it be at this level or a d2 level or a juco or not a juco um like a, a mountain west team yeah. like i think he could certainly go be a starter there at least mm-hmm. right now but if it all clicks i mean he's certainly got to be in the in the conversation for starting if it all clicks just because yeah. of what we've seen yeah i mean i mean you can probably see on my screen where i'm going with this but i mean you look <laughs> i like love guy, that you look like a guy, a guy like jared goff where it's just like i mean obviously talented and again another guy physically is like he looks like a stereotypical quarterback jared goff's six four um but like it is it a guy that's blowing you away no but you put him in the right situation without a lot of pressure and all of a sudden he's like he's, he's putting up numbers on you and you're like huh um but you put him on a team where it's like everything else is going really well and it's like okay he's clearly the weakness there um but you put him in a situation like detroit and he's like oh this is he's, he's clearly a really good quarterback not not the best but he's a good quarterback and he provides you something based just solely off his size and stuff like that um obviously again it's a it's a great unknown with ben merida and with a, a couple of these quarterbacks yeah. but you look at who he is physically and what maybe he could be obviously we're, we're we are comparing guys at the bottom of a of a depth chart at a at a team that's at the bottom of a power five conference to nfl quarterback so it's not going to be a perfect comparison by any means but but it's what we've I'm got going. yeah it's what we've got guys um want to tell you guys a little bit about mountain mics the fact that you're back mm. means you get to have some mountain mics yeah, i was worried wings. because i was like oh they brought it yesterday nope. i'm not gonna get it max whatever. hit us with you're gonna be fed on wednesday mm-hmm. so definitely looking forward to mountain mics tomorrow guys we get them just about what twice a month we get mountain mike's pizza and it's that good dude the really wings is. the wings specifically i'm a big wings guy because i can't really do pizza mm-hmm. right because it hurts the tummy you know uh shout out to xavier guillory i'm working on tolerating my my lactose intolerance um but mountain mike's pizza they got lunch buffets they got locations in mesa buffet. chandler or tucson um just check them out okay Check out Mountain Mike's. You're not going to be disappointed. Head over to mountainmikespizza.com or to their Mesa Chandler or Tucson locations to place your next order. And as a reminder, new diehards get a $50 voucher upon signing up. So go become a diehard for all of the other amazing mm-hmm. reasons. And as a reward, you're going to go get $50 at Mountain Mike's. Yeah, you get $50 at Mountain Mike's. And when you become a diehard, um, if you get a free shirt or a hat, um, we showed you our awesome OG shirt earlier. Coyotes launched a new shirt with the uh, with Four shirt. Peaks. This shit goes crazy. The orange shirt. Look at the little detail at the bottom of the head. It is the Four Peaks. Um, a whole new color thrown in. This is our first orange shirt. Um, oh, I didn't even see that. The, the Four Peaks in the yes. bottom? Yes. Oh, damn. Devil's in the details, baby. Um, so check it out. And not only do we have that, we also have a, they are a little rap party for the last game of the season with the Coyotes. I know this isn't a Coyote show, but pull through anyways, because I'll be there. Um, April 13th, final Coyote game of the season. Pull through wearing your shirt, or you can get it there. Um, but, it, you know, it's a tremendous shirt, and if you don't like the Coyotes, that's your problem. Um, but there's plenty of other shirts you can well, get. Also fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> also fair enough. Uh, so there's plenty of other awesome shirts you can get. Um, WNBA is coming back soon. We've got our awesome Diana Tor- or excuse me, the GOAT X-Factor shirt that's go. on there. Um, new Slim Valley Reaper shirt that dropped recently. Um, we got some, just get geared up for the summer. You know, it's, it's finally t-shirt season again. 
So go get yourself a t-shirt. Um, obviously got exclusive, um, like I said, we got hats, there's sticker packs on there. They got this ex exclusive diehard hoodies. There's great stuff at the PHNX Locker. Um, so become a diehard today. You get discounts on our events, merch, stuff like that too. Um, if you're a baseball person, we may or may not have we have some D-backs events coming on coming up this summer. Um, so become a diehard now. While you still can't, well, I mean, you'll always be able to become a diehard. We come down. Don't waste any time. Absolutely. Uh, and while we're on the topic of baseball for a second, I know Mac brought it up earlier, guys. ASU baseball, they got GCU tonight. W. Big game. A. Um, we know what G. happened with ASU basketball the oh. one time they got ranked. And um, they got beat. Wagon. They got beat pretty bad. Yeah. ASU baseball, <laughs> don't be that guy. Don't Go out there on a Tuesday. Take care of business against your, your cross-town baby brother. Um, who you already who you knocked out of the rankings earlier this year the table the, the, they, the turntables like, have reversed it really is like the little brother like they beat them took their candy and like now you get to go do it again yeah and it's right? funny because like u of a is our big brother in a lot of ways because it's like we can't pick on them so we're gonna pick on gcu but then this is like this we just got to the point where you just beat your big brother in one-on-one -on -one for the first time and so you're like ah oh, nah fuck you and fuck you i run this shit and so now it's <laughs> the just, middle child yeah just now like, the middle child is running this shit yeah welcome well, to the party baby we'll see if they're really running it tonight <laughs> yeah. you gotta beat gcu uh, we talked a little bit yesterday about how big some of these Prove It series, Prove It mm -hmm. games are. You got GCU today. You got Washington over the weekend, then Arizona and Oregon State. Take care of business on the road. I know GCU, everybody hears GCU, and they kind of throw it away. GCU, I want to say they have one of the best shortstops in the nation. Um, and if it's not a shortstop, he they have one of the best players in the nation over there. That's part of the reason why they were in the top 25 mm -hmm. um, earlier in the season. So take care of business on the road. That's what I need to see tonight. Move the season along, right? Yeah. Beat who you're supposed to beat. Well, yeah. I mean, this is this is and this is obviously not just an ASU baseball thing. This is ASU sports in general. It's like, okay, you you were doing it when no one was putting any pressure on you. Now there's a number next to your name. Are you going to be able to keep it up? And like I said, turntables have turned. You you went. Mac is saying exactly what I was getting at. You you look at where they were last time when they played GCU. All the pressure was on GCU. GCU, I believe, is the 25th ranked team in the nation. Yeah. Um, There's something about being right on the edge. Yeah, and they were right on the edge. ASU came in there at a time when ASU had not really been playing great baseball up until that point and smacked them. I think they put up 11 runs on them, if I remember correctly. Um, so, yeah, it was an 11-1 win. They destroyed them. Um, so now it's it's a question, okay, now, like, it's, like Max said, that, that it's a completely opposite situation. All the pressure is on you. Are you going to be able to, to hold up in that situation? I have faith in this team because they've been playing just lights Ridiculous, out baseball yeah. recently, regardless of the opponent, regardless of where they're at. Um, and so I, I have a lot of faith in them to keep it rolling. Obviously, it's a road game, but hardly, right? Like, you're going down the street, essentially. Um and so, and you also don't want to be dropping these these midweek non conference games. Like, don't don't lose those. Like, you can lose a game in a series against an opponent, but you get one opportunity. Obviously, it's the second opportunity playing GCU, but you get one opportunity to beat one of these teams. You got to take it. Um, but I feel good. They've been they've been playing well, and the pitching has shown up. Like, the pitching has been there. They held Washington State to a run and two runs the last two games. Like. If you're gonna, if they're gonna, if the, the, the they're doing that, if the, if you're putting ASU baseball in a situation where the offense only needs to score three, four, five runs to win a game, I'm taking ASU, yeah. ASU in that situation every single time. Yeah. Um, so I, I I feel good. I feel real good about this team. Before we get out of here, I mean, you brought it up, right? Like you don't want to be losing these midweek non-conference yeah. games, and I know it's just there's a lot there's a lot of games in this season, but 
take a look at ASU basketball. Mm-hmm. How far would one extra non-conference win against whoever? How far would that have gone in terms of March Madness yeah. or seeding or whatever? Right. So like, you're it's April 11th. It's a Tuesday. You're looking at GCU. There's still a lot of games left on your schedule. But when it's all said and done, are you going to be looking back at the end of the season of like, damn, I really wish we would have had one more exactly. that would have that would have changed the course of our season. Yep. So go get it done on the road against GCU again. To your point. Um, it's really across the street. If you're watching live, go out there, go support ASU. Uh, should be a, a relatively competitive and good game. Guys, that's going to do it for us today. Can't believe we we do this every time where it's like, yeah, let's keep it relatively short. And somehow we managed to talk for an hour about five guys. So uh, if you enjoyed the content, give us a follow at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Tocher. You could follow the man who is not here but has a mustache at Shane Deef. And you can follow Sean DePause at Sean underscore DePause. The guy with the other mustache, as always. We will see you guys live at 2 p.m. on Wednesday, a.k.a. Hump Day. But for now, guys, peace.